Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is August. Is it August? It is indeed August. <laughs> the 18th. And this is day, what day are we on? 42. Two. Yes. Day 42 mm-hmm. of our 60-day Harris U.S. tour. And today we are podcasting live, and the audio quality isn't the greatest. Just bear with us, because we are standing in a hotel room at the Laguna Beach Surf and Sand, and we are looking out at the Pacific Ocean. And the Pacific Ocean is making so much racket this morning that, frankly, um, it's just not being considerate of our podcast. That's right. And it should have been a hint that when you check in here, you are given earplugs. Yeah, right. Which, by the way, isn't this our second hotel we've stayed in and our U.S. tour where they've given us earplugs when we yes. checked in? Yes, the other one was sand, uh, underneath the Golden Gate Bridge because... Foghorns. Yeah, uh, the foghorns, not the waves, but the foghorns. So, right. you know, note to self. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's you know you're staying in someplace unusual when they give you safety equipment when you check in. Indeed. And not PPEs. I don't really mind the waves, really. No, I think not. it's kind of nice. And I'm looking at, you often see schools of dolphin and sometimes whales out there, so... I'll be scanning all day for that. Yep. And so we're here for a couple days, and we're going to um, invite as many of you who would like to stop over and see us. We're going to be on uh, probably down at Montage, maybe down um, on the beach here at um, Surf and Sand, different places here in Laguna. And then I think we're here for what, two, three nights? Three nights. Three nights. And then we're headed, we don't even know where next, honestly. Someplace east. <laughs> going east. Yeah. We know somehow magically we're <laughs> going to be passing through Iowa because we have a hopefully a large group of folks that we're meeting with there. We think, well, we'll know we're going to make it back through Ohio where we're originally from. And we know we're going to stop over in Murphy where we have a little house in Murphy, North Carolina. And we know we're going to end up in Atlanta. But between those spots, we got we'll no see. clue. So it's, it's largely determined by... Uh, Frankly, whatever our mood is that particular day, and we're having a great time in this U.S. tour. Best part, of course, is meeting with all of you. We had some folks we met with yesterday, uh, Ben and Christy Salem in uh, Calabasas, and we met with some people. And Trevor and, and his and, wife. Yeah, Trevor and his wife and other folks. So, yeah, it's great. And I know a lot of you have threatened to come visit us here in Laguna. You're more than welcome. It's conveniently located, depending on the uh, time of day, about 45 minutes from L.A. or from San Diego. So you're certainly invited to come visit with us. And uh, we'll be posting on Instagram. And if you want to uh, communicate directly with me, you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. And we are going to pick up right away. Um, and uh, we're talking, actually, you know what? Yes. So uh, I talked about this on uh, Instagram this morning, and I'm going to share it with you guys today. We have a uh, big um, reveal. How, yes. How, so- how influencer is that? But today <laughs> we have know. a big uh, reveal that we're inviting all of you to be part of on Instagram. And the only hint I'm going to give you is that it's blue. It's blue. It, yes. bl- it might be blue and orange, but we, you shall see. So mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram at Tim and Julie Harris, and we're going to be doing a little reveal video, and we have to go there next. And if you hear me uh, having an elevated state of excitement, it's because this Giddiness. is something I've been looking forward to for a long, <laughs> long time, years. So I want to share that with you guys on Instagram. Julie, looking out in the ocean, do you see the guy? Uh, I know, and that's quite far out. This uh, person is swimming. They have a little swim cap on. I hope that that's enough to protect it's hazard, whatever's it's hazard out there. Orange. Yes, braver than I being that far out, but uh, good for them. You know, that's somebody motivated. Hold on, what's that behind them? Ocean is that a, swimming. Is that a fin? 
Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny about swimmers and surfers out here is that, you know, they'll report in the, uh, the excuse me, the weekly newspaper or you'll hear about it from doctors here or something that they'll come across something and they'll say, oh, but it was okay. It was the nice kind of shark. Yeah, exactly. Like they know how to identify it. I don't know about you, but anything with a fin, I'm pretty much out of there. But that just goes to uh, exposure to growing up on the ocean. You know stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. I think the nice ones take a nibble and the mean ones take a bite. And you may never hear about the mean ones either. But there's not a lot. I don't remember any Southern California shark attack (laughs) stories. I know there's occasionally some that happen up in uh, Central California. We just were. Yeah, and down in Cabo and areas like that. Exactly. But if I remember correctly, also, those areas are near where there's migration Mm -hmm. of uh, great white sharks or something like that. Something Um, like that. And I know here in Laguna and I don't remember what I think it's the fall right the uh-huh. blue the blue sperm whales they migrate mm-hmm. from wherever they're coming from north and don't they go down to Mexico they and go have down to Mexico. babies or something mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty it's amazing very cool and you really can see them from you know uh, points looking out so that's that's really neat I'm looking forward to maybe catching a glimpse of something and of course the pelicans are out there fishing and Julie this might be your best hotel room choice so far well thank you yeah. it's a little loud but really you can't complain about why that is it's kind of nice to hear the waves <laughs> oh crashing. the ocean is so loud oh I know <laughs> it's Give so annoying exactly yeah. well we're talking about uh, the 12 reasons to become a listing agent listen to the first two days worth of shows and you know it's kind of a Kind of a, I think, a softball title, truthfully, because it's, the better title may have been 12 Reasons You Desperately Need to Become a Listing Agent Now. And, I'll, you know, there's a lot of um, anecdotal uh, data that's coming out about the nature of the home, uh, the real estate market across the country. But I'll tell you where Julie and I get our information is from our coaching clients, our podcast listeners, all of you guys. You're telling us what's uh, going on in the market. And so someone we met with yesterday who asked me not to disclose any particular information told me, and he works with one of the most prestigious independent brokerages in all LA. These are the, this is the brand that's usually associated with really very well-known actors and, you know, the trend stuff, high end, very, very high end stuff. And he told me uh, confidentially, and I'm not saying anything more than what I just said, that the last two months have been their, one of their slowest sales months in like history. And the reason was not from lack of demand, but lack of inventory. No big surprise, right? And so what we are expecting, and we've heard this from other people as well, and I'll tell you the other thing we've noticed in our own coaching business is the coaching sales have been a little slower for the last two months. And all of this basically points to the same thing, that overall, well, I think there's a whole bunch of reasons why people are maybe, consumers are maybe taking a slight uh, sidestep from the housing market right now. And we've been, again, sharing with uh, you guys as we've been meeting with the real boots on the ground, you guys, and hearing the stories from you. And I'll, the one thing that Julie and I, just to go over these reasons why we think this is a temporary slowdown, um, it is a temporary slowdown because demand certainly hasn't waned, is because a lot of people were taking a breath after uh, now that they're vaccinated and they can travel again. And we didn't need any more proof than that than traveling ourselves because Julie wanted to stay at a different hotel, but it was completely booked. And fortunately, we were able to grab this room. Uh, so moral of the story is there's a lot of people that have taken some significant time off um, now that they're vaccinated. And, you know, we can we're not going to debate COVID and masking and all that. That's not what we do on the show. But the vaccines obviously protect you from uh, getting sick from even the new strains of coronavirus or of what is it, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you Delta. know, so so there it is, Delta. Right. So a lot of people are celebrating that, I think, by getting out and traveling. You're seeing that in uh, what people are, you know, the people are spending money. They're buying high ticket items. And this is something um, it was over. It's like Julie's birthday in March of 2019, 20. 20? Yeah, 20, where we were talking about. After we, I think by April or May, people sort of started to settle into 
dealing with this uh, pandemic and there was room, you know, people were talking about the vaccine that was going to be created. And, and it was easy for us to start um, looking at our crystal ball and see that a year or two in the future, there was going to be a bit of a renaissance, or at least there was going to be a, a bit of a feeling of uh, rejoicefulness as once the pandemic um, was something that a lot of people felt or it was in the rear view. And again, I'm not being political. I said felt that was right. I didn't say that was or is right. So those of you who are hypersensitive to this, do not attack us for acting like we know what the hell we're talking about with regards to the virus. Don't get triggered. Right. Don't get triggered. We don't, you know, this isn't what this is all about. This is real, real estate coaching radio. And what we're telling you is relevant to what you're experiencing in the market or what you might be experiencing yourself. So that's the first thing is that there's a lot of people that are traveling. A lot of people are feeling very celebratory in their own individual ways. And a lot of people, frankly, that are not wanting to be, you know, cooped up and, you know, uh, hemmed in anymore. Um, so, it, and for the most part, I think the governments, local governments have sort of figured out and resolved how they're going to deal with uh, COVID and, and uh, people are feeling, I think, a sense of relief because they have more of a sense of certainty. Ultimately, I think that's a good summary of it. Mm-hmm. And, this, and I'll, the second thing, the reason we know this is a temporary thing is because even though there's people that are suggesting interest rates are going to go up, the interest rates are not going to go up anytime soon. Um, I, we're not going to get into a long diatribe about that. But the moral of the story is, is that uh, the with all the uh, there's enough negative economic news, despite all the positive economic news that would lead you to believe that the Fed won't have a real reason to raise, especially mortgage interest rates. And we're even seeing in some markets that the interest rates and some price points, the interest rates are actually going to start on the decline. And really, the biggest reason, this is the other thing we're seeing across the country, is there the, the pent-up demand is palatable. The number of people out there and the feedback we got everywhere from Idaho to you know Montana to Colorado to Wyoming. Washington State to <laughs> Wyoming, every place we've been so far, and we're going to over 20 different states, that's the recurring message. I've got droves of people that want to buy. Some of them have houses to sell if they had a place to buy. And this is a, here's some interesting statistical real estate facts for you guys. There's almost a parity between what a, co- a resale house costs right now and a new construction house. And that's unusual for people who have never actually thought about that yeah. before. Usually the new construction is quite a bit more expensive. Sometimes the builders will subsidize the uh, financing with buying down rates when rates are higher. So now that gap has been closed almost completely and the resale has caught up to those new construction prices. And keep in mind, the new construction prices are pretty much as high as they've ever been due to lots of different factors. You know, the uh, products that the builders need, the cost of land, all of those cost of labor as well. What's the labor cost that's surprising them? And and folks are having hard, hard times finding laborers. Um, I know like where we live in Puerto Rico, they, we always talk about the cost of um, the added cost of just the raw building materials. Mm-hmm. But what's happening in Puerto Rico and Dorado in particular is there's uh, Mexican construction crews that are evidently quite talented uh, that are actually starting to con- be the uh, contractors for all these high-end builders and even moderately priced builders. And they are in big you know, cargo container ships coming to Puerto Rico with all of their building supplies. They're even bringing in their concrete. They're bringing in their, bringing in their rebarb. They're bringing in their wood, their, their crews. Everyone, they're, so they're coming in from Mexico because there's not enough and of anything in Puerto Rico to keep up with the housing demand. And similar things are happening in different parts of the world and certainly different parts of the United States. I mean, I, 
we have to remind ourselves, pinch ourselves, really. This podcast is listened to in over 60 different countries around the country, around the world, rather. And uh, I'm sure, and we get messages from you guys in Malta. We get messages from those of you in different parts of Europe, certainly. Guam, Guam right? Mm -hmm. Different parts of Central America. Um, all those things uh, where we have coaching clients and mostly podcast listeners. You're experiencing the same thing. And why? Ultimately, it's because you could also uh, argue that inflation is causing a lot of people to uh, feel uncomfortable with keeping a lot of cash. I think that might be, again, one of those topics that people might feel is argumentative or political. But I'm just telling you what we're noticing. A lot of people are looking to purchase just about anything that they feel is a store of wealth. And we're seeing that certainly as we were in Monterey Car Week, the car sales, uh, that especially the uh, collect, you know, the hiring car sales were off the charts. I don't know if you guys have ever watched auctions before, but like if some car comes up to, for auction, let's say, you know, the range is, uh, I'll just pick one that I was actually watching. There was a beautiful uh, four cam, a 1957 356 uh, Carrera Coupe, and the range was something like 385 to 425. So. The auction house said this will sell for as little as this and as little as that. So they're sort of like bracketing the pricing for the sake of the buyer's expectations. Well, consistently the prices were over the top range. So it wasn't going for 425, but go for like 450 or 475. And that was happening all the way up in the price points. Now you guys are saying, Tim, why are you talking about all this rich guy stuff? Well, it's because we even saw that happening. There's a Myers Manx which I saw sell at Meekum. I was standing in front of it. And if you guys are familiar with the Beach Boys, imagine a Beach Boys uh, cover art, you know, and these guys are hanging out. Like this. a dune buggy kind of looking It's a dune thing. buggy, right. Yeah. So it had the over and under of like, you know, 18 to 25 grand. It sold for like 60. <laughs> you know, that was crazy. <laughs> well, and not so I think the point you're making is, you know, people have a lot of um, enthusiasm. People are getting out there. People are buying assets. And unlike previous uh, car weeks, Pretty much everything was selling. Not oh, only yeah. not only was it selling, but it was selling more for more than the high estimate for most cars. And you know, in previous years, they they would come out with that, and sometimes cars just wouldn't sell. They wouldn't they wouldn't meet that. It would go into the bid goes on. Then you'd go and maybe negotiate something else. We had to actually hunt down the bid goes on cars because there weren't that many of them. Right. We weren't buying anything there. We we're just mostly curious and looking so we could um, share the experience with all of you. Uh, but the, guys, the it's an endless. Uh, we could give you a long, long, long list of all the things that we saw that were really expensive, uh, but also gas. How about food, <laughs> hotel rooms? Well, um, one of our podcast listeners and friends yesterday told us that uh, I think they were in Utah at a Whole Foods, and it was basically looked like it had been raided. Yeah. You know, like so groceries no, no, are no, no. selling out. Uh, Christy Salem told you that yesterday exactly. in L.A. Oh, it was L.A. That's yeah, right. and she said basically. So what's what's actually happening? Well, this is going. This is kind of my third or fourth point as to why this there's just a temporary wall in the housing market. The desire has to own a home hasn't gone away. Matter of fact, the desire yeah. to own real estate or any hard assets actually increased because the fear of in, uh, inflation. And now what you're seeing is you're seeing the government move away from this talk about transitory inflation, transitory, whatever that really meant. And now you're seeing them settle into the reality that we're in a longer term inflationary cycle, which will rise. And we've talked about this in this podcast. But again, keeping this relevant to all of you, it is going to cause not just the prices of houses to increase fairly dramatically, prices year over year for the average U.S. home, which is $350,000 year over year. Last year, it was something like uh, $309,000 or something. So prices in most of the country are up by over 20% year over year. Guys, that's demand. You could argue that's demand, but really what you're seeing is the effects of overall inflation, inflation of the cost of new construction, bringing up resale homes. And then the lack of supply and the incredible amount of demand. And all of, a lot of this is fueled by 
a lot of uh, liquidity that's in the marketplace as a result of the government, you know, producing or you know, uh, printing more money. Uh, because and, of, and keep in mind, people have equity too. Yeah, so when exactly. you sell your house, you have a down payment to move forward, right. and probably cash left over, which is also unusual. You add to that the demographic story, where you know you have a huge generation of people buying their first or second homes. So the demand is not going away. That's nope. definitely certain. Prices are going up, which is really great for somebody who's a commission-based salesperson because yeah. you know their income goes up right along with it. Well, it's anyway. So you guys are in the right place at the right time in the right industry. Um, there's there's going to be no precipitous slowdown in the housing market. There is no housing crash. Do not have do not let anybody convince you that there will be. There's absolutely going to be a continued demand for housing for at least the rest of most of your careers. I mean, the average age of the person listening to our podcast, if I can trust the analytics, tells me that all of you guys, if you're focused on being a listing agent, are going to have the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years be something that's going to be you know, remarkable. Because you're looking at this generational um, a tsunami of humans that are going to be making more humans and they're going to be you know, wanting more houses. And the desire to own a home has never been stronger because the, it, the theory, the thesis that a home is a great investment has been validated from the dramatic correction post-2007 when there was a dramatic crash. And so now there's a whole generation of people that have grown up, have become of age, knowing that a house is one of the greatest places for you to build wealth. And that is absolutely true. There's definitely going to be some bifurcation in the marketplace. We saw in many of these markets, there was such a huge divide between, you know, affordable housing and non-affordable housing. And we heard when we were in, um, oh, geez, all these communities are starting to blend together. But people are talking about, oh, when we are in uh, wine country, right? Napa. Napa they're, and Sonoma, yeah. They were talking about some of the, you know, the folks that we were talking with. They said that they were having to often travel more than an hour mm-hmm. outside of where they worked in order for them to basically afford a home. Yes, that was the same in Wyoming and, you know, some of those resort-ish towns, certainly. So, And that's a, d- a difference, too, right now, is that the demand is pretty much everywhere in the U.S. Previous housing markets, you would hear stories about you know, well, San Francisco's super hot right now, or Miami's hot, right. or New York, or whatever. But it, but it is really everywhere for a lot of different reasons. So that said, two things can be true at once. You can have a ton of uh, buyer demand, and you can have a tiny slowing of the market, maybe a little bit longer days on the market. You can see some price reductions often in the higher end is where you'll see it first. But you still have a highly competitive market for the bread and butter people, for first-time buyers. You know, that average of the country being now, I think now it's crept up to almost 380000 for the average uh, value of a home in the U.S. So that's still competitive. And that brings us full circle to why you want to always, always strive to be the listing agent. Again, we are not anti-buyer. Buyers make the world go around. You need them to come to your listings. But the listing agent always wins. And we're going to round the bend with this series by giving you the last several points. You know, one of the things that we have seen and reported from our coaching clients is that buyers, you know, they don't have to buy. We know this. Sellers sometimes have to sell. But buyers can also get themselves licensed. I've had several coaching clients say that they didn't lose to another agent doing the deal. The buyer went and got licensed and did their own deal. So that's a minor point. Point number 11, you and we talked about this yesterday, you don't have a contract with the buyer, most of you but you do with a listing. So how do you know that, quote, your buyers, you guys get all protective about that, will be loyal and will ever buy, but most importantly, buy with you? So your last point was minor on the surface, but it was major in reality because mm-hmm. the other thing you're seeing 
as a record number of people get real estate licenses yes. because after they got done watching Netflix and Hulu during the COVID lockdowns, most of them basically hopped online, did their pre-licensing and are getting licensed now. I heard this statistics that there's something like 1.5 million members of the National Association of Realtors which is a supposedly high watermark, but that doesn't include everybody who sells real estate. Because remember, guys, just because you're a member of a, you, d you have a real estate license does not need, mean you necessarily have to be a member of the National Association of Realtors. A lot of people, it's rumored, it's believed that there's another at least a million people in the United States alone that are real estate agents, not members of National Association of Realtors. That, again, means you're going to be running into a lot of people who are fresh licensees. A lot of people that are doing real estate as a side hustle, uh, and who are they going to be focusing on primarily? What sort of client? Buyers, of course. So you're looking at more reasons why the buyer into the business is going to become tougher because it's going to even become more saturated. And all those buyer leads that a lot of you have only known to buy from social networking, from buying buyer leads from Zillow, from doing all the other things that have been normalized since 2007, 2008. And if you've only been in real estate during that time, that's been your essentially your whole work experience in real estate is buying business and branding and team building and all this other stuff. The reality of it is, is that that into the market, it is going to become, it already is ridiculously tough. It's going to become tougher. It's going to become a more competitive. There's going to be more age. If you want to look to see where the churn or the failure is in the real estate industry, it's for agents to get into the business and follow the wrong path. Follow the wrong path towards being buyer's agents. Follow the wrong path and buying leads. Following the wrong path and not learning how to do, uh, essentially be professional salespeople. That is what you are. A salesperson is a problem solver. A salesperson knows how to uh, proactively lead generate. That means not buying their business. Knows how to pre-qualify. Knows how to present. Knows how to negotiate knows how to actually get a transaction done at the highest level, but primarily focusing on being a listing agent. If you're fo Julie said it too, if there's, you know, right, there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. If you're in the industry and you're, which all of you are, most of you are, uh, and you're basically saying, I want to choose where I'm going to put a majority of my time every day. You can then choose between working primarily focused on attracting sellers or attracting buyers. Attracting buyers is easy because for everyone listing, there's like a hundred buyers and you can buy buyers. And many of you don't have the skill set to know how to get business yourself. So you're going to go buy the business and you're going to build CRMs. You're going to think that somehow long-term drip campaigns are going to win you, are going to score you sales. And they don't. All that stuff has been proven to be highly ineffective to the point where it's not really even worth doing. These are just statistical facts. This isn't just, you know, Tim and Julie pontificating. These are studies that have been done. All this information I'm giving you is factual. And yet, if you've never been exposed to it, you're going to basically fall prey to it. So that's the reason that we're illuminating the fact that there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. So it, let me translate. The buyer that can too. take themselves out of the marketplace. A buyer can decide to stay renting. A buyer can just choose not to be, not to transact. I'm going to wait till next year. These are the types of things you guys hear. But if you're going to focus on sellers, you're going to focus on sellers that have to sell. And that's the transaction you want. If you have fought, would you rather have a uh, hundred buyers uh, that are wishy-washy or would you rather have five really locked in sellers that have to sell? The answer is obvious. So why not put all your best efforts every day on becoming a powerful listing agent? That's right. So I, I want to just translate a little bit of what you just said. Everyone has a finite amount of time to be going after business. So lead generation is your number one job, generating new business. If you only have X amount of time, you can pursue buyers or you can pursue listings, but here's the difference. When you pursue listings, you'll get buyers anyway. That's right. When you pursue buyers, you will not necessarily even get those buyers to close with you, and you probably will not get any listings as a result of pursuing buyers. So since you only have X amount of time, doesn't it make sense 
to become a powerful listing agent, knowing that along with that, you're going to get buyers anyway. And our coaching program is 100% designed to put you at the forefront of the industry. That's it to learn to be a listing agent and learn to be a powerful listing agent and learn to be a listing agent quickly. Not something that's going to take you years of having to basically work with a bunch of buyers and make a bunch of mistakes. Working with us, hiring uh, us to be your premier coaching client or your premier coaches is the shortest path for what you originally got into the real estate business for, which is essentially a sustainable real estate business that provides consistent income. Um, And frankly, over time, provides the prestige that a lot of you guys want to have and recognition you want to have and the feeling you want to have of being successful and having built something that you're proud of. Uh, We have made joining Premier Coaching incredibly easy for you. You can join for around $100 a month. All you have to do is text the word SUCCESS to 47372. Text the word SUCCESS to 47372. When you do, we're going to text you uh, back right away something acknowledging that you want to receive the information of the uh, Real Estate Treasure Map, which is a free guide book that we've created for you. You then hit, you know, type yes, and then we send you back an immediate link. Now, you can also, uh, you'll also be entitled when you do that to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So we'll call you, um, and you can just, uh, you know, choose your day and time and speak with one of our new member coaches, and they'll also help you get started on getting your treasure map done. This is all free, no obligation. And by the way, if you want to join our coaching program, you can just go over to timandjulieharris.com, click on coaching, click on premiere, and you can just join yourself. That's easy to do. So in the meantime, guys, that is the uh, objective that all of you should be having in your business. Focus on the market that is and realize what we're experiencing now is going to become even more intense. In other words, what you're experiencing in the marketplace now, it's going to be amplified as we go forward. There is no relief valve. There is nothing that's going to uh, significantly change the nature of the market being dominated by essentially sellers. That trend is going to continue for some time to come. There is no big builder that's going to ride in under a, on a white horse and solve all the problems. This market is going to become more focused on listing agents, more focused on agents that have skills, less focused on buyers, and less focused on agents that are trying to buy their business. Do you have any other points? Well, we're going to move in our next podcast to the seven-step listing process oh, to good. expose them a little bit to that. They're not going to get what they would get with full coaching, but we want them to know that there is a seven-step listing process. Some of you guys don't pursue listings the way we prescribed for you to do because you feel like you're hunting and pecking and trying to figure it out. So we're going to try and make that easier for you, and that's something you can look forward to uh, probably starting tomorrow. There's a dude rolling around on the Pacific Ocean. I know you t- Here, I'll pull the cord over for you. Yeah. That's running around on one of those aerofoils. Look, oh my right gosh. there. See it? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is He's cool, isn't it? Far out there. So there's, a, if you guys awesome. remember, it was around Christmas of last year. There was a picture of Mark Zuckerberg rolling around on in the ocean on basically a powered surfboard, and that's what we're watching outside. Some guy cruises around. You know what? Honestly, if I wanted to get into surfing, that's the route Absolutely. to go. Absolutely. Because it, it, look at the guys over here that are having to wait for a wave. That guy right there is making yeah. his own wave. Now here you go. That's a perfect, that's way, to end today's perfect way to end it. Those guys over there are being passive, waiting yeah. for the wave to come to them. That dude right there that's using the latest technology and actually going out there, making yeah. his own wave. You know what's cool about he, that? People, yeah. he's, he's having more fun faster than yes. those guys over and there. Those guys just keep on, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Keeping on doing the same thing, wanting a different result. Oh, but it is And getting smacked into rocks. I also like that he's up high because our friends in Puerto Rico that, that do that, they say they often see uh, turtles and all kinds of stuff because they're up higher. Yeah. So that's cool. we got to get one of those. That's a good way. Uh, that still looks a little dangerous to me. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on it. So him. you got to remember, it's <laughs> it's battery powered, but underneath that guy who's like cruising around, there's a propeller. 
Yeah. So you there's something. Kind of have that, to know what you're there's doing. There's something that's a little bit like a Cuisinart that's rolling around underneath that. I wonder thing if to you wipe it. out, does it automatically shut off? Oh, I don't want to be. Oh, the there guy. he just wiped out. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's see if he comes up with all of his appendages. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let's see if there's any sharks that okay. decide to investigate. Well, see, there's another problem. How do you get back up on the damn thing? You see? See, we have. This is called unconscious incompetence. That's you and I right now. <laughs> we don't know right. what, what he's dealing with, but it's fun to watch. And there goes jet ski guy. Maybe that's his rescue team. <laughs> okay. I don't well, know. All go. right. So we Too complicated. <laughs> in the meantime, guys, if you'd like to join us uh, while we're in Laguna Beach, please find us on Instagram. It's Tim and Julie Harris. Or you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. And we will talk with you on the show tomorrow. And we are going to be doing a big reveal of something really fun and exciting today on Instagram. Um, and it is blue and it is orange. And it might have four wheels. So look forward uh, to seeing that on Instagram for those of you who are car nerds. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.